Welcome, Tilda, to the Women's Bodybuilding Podcast. Wellness compare now, not athletic figure. Well, who knows? It's oh, okay. Well, I can stay on that one. Um, yeah, that's a little bit complicated. I can get into that if you need me to. Definitely, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, get straight in, shall we? Um, wellness was fun. I enjoyed it. It's not... Um, it doesn't really portray me and my personality very well, to be honest. I think it's completely against everything about myself. It's extremely feminine. And I'm a bit more boyish, just naturally. Um, I really like the look of the wellness pros. The thing is, I think wellness at the moment is still quite subjective because it's new. So the look's still really being defined. Um, my personal feedback for the two bro show I did, which was back in November where I placed second, was to reduce my upper body size, which after a lot of thinking, a lot of chatting to different people, I am not happy to do. So this is where the confusion lies. Will I be doing wellness? Probably not. I think my body will grow out of it. Um, does it mean I'm doing figure? Might be. Does it mean I want to try women's physique? Might be. Who really knows? Oh, yeah. that that's, a, that's a jump. It is. Um, I've just been speaking to a lot of uh, friends lately as well who have been in the industry like a long time. And the thing is, last year, I definitely lost the sense of training for the physique I want. And I was training to fit a required class specific shows which I got into fitness for myself I didn't uh, start competing and then start training it was I got into training trained a few years found competing so I've never really trained for a class and I definitely lost that with myself which I don't like so I'm just getting back to my roots of training what I like to train growing what I want to grow and I'm going to see where I fit probably this time next year rather than anything this year so that is the plan yeah, I saw on your um, YouTube video, they said the feedback was to pound size. And that is that's easily said than done. Yeah. And also, um, I've got a really broad structure, like just naturally, I'm very wide everywhere. And I think my upper body, I don't actually think has as much mass as the judges think it did. Like if I was to downsize what I have up here, I would just look bony when I'm that lean. And I don't think that's wellness either. You're not supposed to be bony. And so I think my only option that I would like is to have a bigger upper body and fill out the frame I have. Um, and, you know, I'm very broad, which if I ever packed on enough muscle would be beneficial for more like women's physique. Um, obviously, that would be really, really long term. It just crosses my mind because I really like they've got the posing variety. Um, figure I think is what I'm going to be going back to to be honest um but again I'm really wide in the waist which means I need a big back so I've got a lot of work to do a yeah. lot would you go yeah. back to athletic figure or would you want to jump up I'd want to jump up I'm not gonna <laughs> lie I think athletic was really fun um PCA gave me some good structured feedback really good um, the main thing they said to me was I'm bottom heavy. And I think the look that they like for athletic is a bit more streamlined. I mean, the, the worst they gave wasn't that they want people that are more top heavy. But if you look at 
the physiques that have won. I would say they have really thick upper bodies. They still have thick legs, but their upper bodies stand out more. And I think if I was to ever match my upper body to my legs, I don't know if I'd fit into that class. I would need to get the conditioning for the class up. And I like a challenge. So I would like to jump into yeah. trains, not gonna yeah. lie. But yeah. does, does that mean you'll have to ease up on training legs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so something's got to give. I know. Do you know what? We've literally rewritten my training plan as of like two days ago because obviously the gyms have just opened and I've lost a leg a day and I'm <sighs> freaking out. I, I'm not happy, but you, I, I still realise I love training everything else and I don't feel like I'll, I'll be sacrificing any size to my legs I think I just need to start enjoying training other body parts more because um, I definitely don't enjoy training my back and I used to love it like I loved it and I think um, when I decided I was trying wellness I dropped a lot of upper body training and mainly back and I think so when I did train it I didn't really enjoy it because I didn't feel like I needed it um, so now I feel like I've got extra work to do because I need to get that love back and my back is tiny. So, <laughs> but with wellness, your hair's covering it anyway. So it's, it's not, no, that is true. And that's also what I don't like. My hair was too long. So <laughs> normally your hair's in a ponytail. <laughs> exactly. And after I did, so I did the barbarian classic, which was a week before the two bros mecha classic. And I curled my hair because I knew I had long hair. Obviously, by the time I drove up there, it was a little bit wavy, but it was still too long. And I thought, oh, my gosh. So I cut my hair for the Mecca Classic. I cut it like three inches off and it was still too long. And I'm not prepared to cut my hair. So I can't do wellness again in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't wear your hair up in wellness. No. But to be fair, when it comes to the IFBB, no one really has their hair up in figure either. I've seen a few girls. Um, it's hard. It's hard to say because obviously I've, I've got a view of what I want my physique to look like. And there's a lot more muscle that I want on it. But if it comes to when I next compete, whether that be the end of this year or the start of next year, if I don't have the size and my physique still looks wellness, then I would be entering wellness. But what I'm trying to do is train what I want to train and not for a look, if that makes sense. But when it obviously it comes to a prep, I just want to go into the diet. And, you know, about six weeks out when your physique really starts showing some shape would be then we decide what class I'm actually going to enter. So it's a risky game. Uh, it's but it's really, isn't it? <laughs> just six weeks out. Hmm. Which one shall I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. You had good feedback from the Barbarian Classic, though. They said that you were perfect yeah. for, for, for their wellness. Yeah, it was. I actually got some really great feedback from them. I mean, they they judge their show on IFBB regulations and rules. Um, but I think they're actually called the IBFF or something is where they do their pro cards. Uh, but they judge it the same as like the IFBB standards, which is why the posing was the same. And I obviously qualified for their worlds, which the head judge actually said to me, look, I think you could win that. The only feedback I had from them was just be a little bit tighter, but they were really happy with my overall physique. And I think I went into two bros really confident because of that um, feedback. 
But then I also needed to remember the Barbarian was a small show. Not a lot of people entered it and Two Bros is pretty massive. So I was sort of in two minds. I thought it could either go really well or it could go really, really wrong. And it went okay. So I'm happy with that. I mean, it wasn't a very big class. Um, I wish we had a little bit more time on stage, but I think when you saw the lineup, it was clear who looked perfect for the class. Like um, the girl that won my class was called Tara, who has got the smallest waist in the world. And she looks incredible. You know, she's very like small boned up top, but she's got some dense muscle up there, which is what they like for the wellness pros I can see. And she's got the big ass legs. So she was perfect. So there's, if, if that is the look that I'd be against in wellness all the time, I would not win it. Come on, let's just, let's just be real. <laughs> so um, although I did really well at one show, um, it's always about who shows up as well. So there's a lot of really good wellness girls coming out of the water. And I don't want to stick in a class where I can't progress in it. And if my structure is the reason I can't progress, then it's not the class I can do. If that makes there's sense. Nothing you could do about your natural structure, is there? Yeah. Yeah. Your legs were the biggest on stage, though. But oh, because you, thank you. <laughs> and your glutes are, if anyone hasn't, go over to your Instagram. Oh. Your glutes are out of this world. It's like they're stuck on. Oh, thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> it's like someone wants to draw a cartoon of a wellness person. That's what they would draw. Yes. I mean, I, I didn't have any glutes growing up. I actually got referred to as being someone with an extra long back because I had no glutes. So I'm happy when I get compliments on them, obviously in a non-pervy way. So when people go, you've got big glutes, I'm like, yes, thanks. Obviously only from a woman, though. <laughs> it's only a compliment if a woman says it. If my man says it, that's pretty good too. <laughs> so the plan will just go where it goes. Yeah, honestly, I haven't actually spoken about it like publicly yet on my Instagram. I've had a lot of people ask me whenever I put up a Q&A, people have been like, what class are you doing next year? And I've been sitting there like, I don't know. And I don't know whether or not to tell anyone yet. But as far as I'm aware, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be wellness. But I just don't really know where my physique's going to go or what's going to grow. Like my upper body might not grow at all, no matter how much I put into it, that I might not have any time on stage even next year. So I just have to go the flow at the moment with what I want to do, how I want to train and see what happens. Yeah. What other shows have you done? You've done PCA toned figure before as well, haven't you? Yeah. So my very first show was Two Bros Bikini. Um, and I came dead last. I know that that was June in when was it was it 2017 or 2018 2018 I think it was and I came eight out of eight and my feedback was you do not have the structure for bikini and I thought ah god damn but um the following week I did a UK BFF show and I did a junior bikini bikini and I came third out of three in that show as well and my feedback there was legs downsize your legs and I was like Okay, I'm not going to do bikini. So then I entered the PCA tone figure, had a really, really long prep because of that. I think I prepped for like 32 weeks that year. And uh, I did their tone figure show in Wales and then I won it. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm all right at this. I'll do it again. So I qualified for their British finals that year. I didn't compete in them. I'd been dieting too long and there was a lot of stress, a lot of things going on. So chose to not do it that year but the following year I re-entered the Wales show 
in uh, Tone Figure. And it was a small show, but I managed to win the class. And then obviously we qualify for their British finals. But I was really ill on that show day. So we left for Wales two days before the show. And I was so ill from food poisoning, like absolutely mad. I thought, why are we going? I nearly didn't compete. I had um, some issues backstage, which I probably shouldn't say on here, but I might tell you afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Some embarrassing issues because I was really ill. Um, So that, that was nice to be able to have qualified it was probably one of my favorite days because of how awful I felt and then as soon as I stood on stage everything just left and I had fun and um so I actually re-entered Tones two weeks later at Birmingham because I thought I want to actually see where my physique stands when I'm not ill and I'm not soft and I'm not puffy puffy and um I didn't place at that show and my feedback was to enter athletic and I was really confused really confused so I said, look, I've qualified for the British. Do I even enter toned? And they said, no, enter athletic. So I was basically given an athletic qualification without actually competing in that class before. So it was a little bit mad, but I did it. Um, I didn't place at the British. I was second call outs, but in the centre. Um, so it's probably, I probably came between seventh and ninth, something like that. And it was a big lineup. There was like just under 20 girls at that British. So, because uh, they split the athletic into short and tall, and I'm short, so I was in the short. I'm very short. And, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, to be honest. Even though I didn't place, it was really nice to have known where I fit at that point of my physique. So I knew what I was going to enter the following year, and obviously that was the year that's just gone, was the year after. Yeah, that makes sense. So you've never known yourself what class you're in, you have to be told. <laughs> No, it's been, like, it's been moved around. Pretty much all the time. Every time I've got feedback, it's like, oh, you're not here. You're not there. That's not right. My feedback for that British that year was actually you were overlooked and the judges didn't see you. And I was fuming. Like, don't get me wrong. Everyone that placed deserved to have placed. I wouldn't have, like, replaced myself with anyone. But to have been put in all that effort and to then be told, oh, we missed you. You actually looked really good. Sorry, is basically the gist that you think... Oh, what a waste of a day. How did, so, how did you get overlooked? How does that happen? I don't really know. So when I asked for my feedback, they basically said that the judges on their left, so if I'm standing on the stage, the people on the right didn't see me. And if I look back at the videos, so they called out all the girls, like 20 of us, at once. And I was sort of near the very end. So I think if you're focusing at the people in the middle, they're saying that this side missed me. And then they split the group in half and then that side went to the other side of the stage and so on. And then I was right on the other end. So I was never really put in the middle. I don't really know how you could miss someone. I don't know if they were just being polite. You know, sometimes people might be. Um, But that was frustrating. But I just thought, okay, well, I'll try athletic next year and see how I actually do. And then that was the UK Open in, was it October? It was October, wasn't it? Yeah, October just gone. And I placed fourth out of eight or nine girls. And to be honest, I was just really pleased to be in the call out. When I heard my number, I was like, thank God, I'm not completely crap. <laughs> um, the, like you said on stage, the girls all there had smaller legs than you as well. So I thought athletic was big. So it's, they don't always go for size. Yeah, I think, I, I can't really speak for PCA but from what I've seen because I've watched quite a lot of their shows 
I think it can go on the basis of who is there that day, that the look they will favour. I think if eight out of 12 girls are really conditioned, then a really conditioned girl will place the highest that day. And then vice versa, if eight, eight of them are really like mass monsters, then you're going to get a really big athletic winner. So I personally, personal opinion, is that it, it varies on the amount of athletes that are there and what the overall look is. Um, but, so, but you could argue that, you know. I mean, the girl who won, Gemma, was peeled. She's yeah. veiny, grainy, like her upper body was absolutely insane. And I can see mine compared to the top three, my like back double especially is lacking. Like the detail they all had in their backs was absolutely insane. Natalie, who placed third, her physique is like bang on athletic. Yeah. I think she was she was big and she was lean on her front double. I was like, oh my gosh, don't stand next to me. The poser was quality. <laughs> quality. I think she's uh, coached by the tone figure British champion, Sophie Birch, who's a very good poser. So I don't know if she's learned it from there, but um, yeah, her posing's bang on. Yeah, do you prefer that kind of posing to the wellness posing? Because with the wellness posing, there's not much variety. Like there's only yeah. really like one back and one side. There's not much. Yeah, that's true. If, that... if, it's, if it's a pose down as well, you have to move around. You're just going to yeah. be spinning in circles. That's my issue with it, really. Like, I like to train all body parts. And with wellness, you only really get to show off your legs. And when you work so hard on everything, don't you want to be in a class that shows everything rather than just sort of being judged on mainly your backside? <laughs> That's how I'm going <laughs> yeah. to But then you've got the issue with the IFBB figure, for example, there's only four mandatory poses. So most people in figure don't have a lot of variety either. I mean, it's where you actually enter women's physique where you get the front doubles, back doubles, side triceps. Like side tricep is my favorite pose in the world. PCA, I think it's great that they incorporate all of those poses for their figure classes. I think they might just do it for photos and more stage time, make it a lot more fun. Um, but when you're thinking about, you know, trying to get into the professional league, like I've got to remember that actually figure doesn't have a lot of freedom either, which is why I'm finding it really hard to sort of know where I want to push. So we'll just have to see. Really, so you, maybe want, you, you want to go to IFBB? Is that the, the dream plan? Yes, but I don't think I'm ready. My physique's ready for it yet. And I don't think, I'm not sure if it will be ready for it next year. I can't predict. I mean, it depends how things go, if the gyms get shut again. But I would like to start doing some of their shows. But I want to know that I'll place well. So I need to be confident in how I look and the class I'm doing. So next year for me is probably going to be testing the waters of where I'm going to fit. And then it will be pushing on with the one I really want to do and then hitting the IFBB pro qualifiers, probably. That's scary. <laughs> Weird to say it out loud, you know, because later <laughs> like, I want to go pro, I want to go pro. Someone does one show and suddenly they say, I'm going to go pro in two weeks. And I think, oh, yeah, is it that easy? OK, <laughs> um, but for me, I, I set a lot of little goals before. I would even think about trying to go pro. I mean, when I say entering pro qualifiers, I don't expect to just do one and go pro at it. You know, you need to see where your physique stands in a higher league of athletes. And, 
you know, my last little goal was to win an overall, which I didn't think I'd get last year. And I did manage to get it. And uh, so I have other little ones to, to do to get before I push for a pro card. Um, what's, the, what's the next little one? Oh, do I want to say these out loud? <laughs> I would like to place at a British because I've never done it. And I've done two now. Have I done two? No, I've done one. Oh, I qualified for the other one. So I would like to place that one before I would even think about, you know, if, if you do well at a British at PCA, your physique is ready to enter some IFBB shows, I think, and possibly try and go pro, you know, especially the overall winners, you know, for example, um, there's a bodybuilder called Dean White, who I know will be going for his pro card soon. And he won a PCA British and, to PCA is a really good federation, you know, and so many people enter it. And to have won out of everybody, you know, you've got something. So I think I'd like to place at a British would be the next one. Um, I'd also want to win um, my qualifier for the British because I haven't won a show in athletics. So that's another one for next year. So this is what I mean by by having all these little goals. You don't get disappointed if you haven't made it to your big one yet. And I think a lot of people aren't doing that. They're just doing a show and thinking, I want to be pro, I want to be pro. And they're not setting themselves these smaller goals. Not because, you know, I'm not saying you need to put yourself down and saying your physique will never get there. I'm just saying giving yourself steps means that you will constantly feel like you're progressing rather than reaching for something that you just haven't got yet. So that's what I try and do, just to keep myself positive and realise, well, I'm not going backwards. I'm just slowly working my way up. Yeah, that's a good attitude to have, though. My um, my next little goal is to compete tone figure. Not even to win it, just to, just to get on stage and do a figure show, because I've only done fitness shows. Yes, and, which one? Uh, I don't know. I spoke to my coach, and after I did, so I did a podcast last week with Corin. Yeah. And she said about getting on stage and getting some experience prepping and stuff like that. So I got really excited and then I texted my coach and he was like, maybe wait till next year. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, right? Oh, no. Is that because of the gyms or? Um, he said, basically, if I waited, I'll have a better chance, obviously, because I've had longer. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've got a little bit of courage. The thing is, you couldn't argue that of anything. If you take yeah. longer off, you could, which is true. But if you want to get stuck in, just get stuck in. Yeah, I'm, I'm sending in pictures of, like, bodybuilders, and I'm like, this needs... <laughs> Love like, that. so we're, so we're going to do trains first, yeah? It's like... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the prone figure class. I mean, I think it's a hard one. It's very popular. Um, and I, for, again, for, I think it's... The class is like toned and athletic because, um, for example, the IFBB don't have those. I think for the most part, um, the more independent shows like NFM UK, PCA, they have those classes. And I don't think there's really like set looks on each one because there isn't a really, really like high level of them because they're not in the IFBB. And I think most other looks are based on that. You know, every federation, I think it's partly based on the IFBB. So I think that's why the classes like toned and athletic can be quite subjective to who shows up with the look that they prefer, because I've seen a lot of different looks win 
uh, that show someone that's softer but really big and someone that's really lean but not a lot of muscle and um so it's hard I think people underestimate how hard that class is but it is a lot of fun like it's so competitive what makes it great love it is that because it's a big class yeah and you just never know gonna know who's get who's gonna get it you know (laughs) but you just meet the nicest people like do you know what feel girls are the nicest people I'm putting it out there there you go <laughs> <laughs> I've, ne- I've only ever watched PCA show I've never competed with PCA so it'd be good to get back get stage. Right. yeah yes. but, the, but the first show I ever did um I was doing it by myself and my coach wasn't even there so I was backstage and I'm quite introverted I'm not very good at speaking to strangers in person are you all right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fine with like ones and ones or small groups, but when there's a load of people and most of the day I just sat there by myself, like I didn't really want to, I was too scared to talk to people, especially the pros. And I don't know why, but when it's your first show, you look at them like, oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> Quite intimidating. I get what you mean. Yeah. I think I'm quiet backstage until right before the show, because I like to try and settle people's nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, especially maybe people I haven't met before that look anxious I can tell when someone's like a bit nervous so you just start dancing have a bit of fun like come on let's all do this like to create a nice vibe but it will be right before and right after it won't be like an hour before the show I'm like in my zone like getting ready yeah I'm laid on the floor <laughs> my legs in the air <laughs> best way um you mentioned about you've dropped a leg day so yes. does that mean you're only on one leg day? What's your split? Oh, no, I've got two leg days and a top-up day. <laughs> <laughs> How many leg days did you have? <laughs> um, I don't really know. I had three, but what I've done is I've dropped one, but I've put a top-up at the end of another day. So what I've had to do is drop out a leg day to fit in an arm day because I need arms because I have string beams attached to my shoulders. So I need some biceps and some little triceps. So I split my legs up. So I have like quads and glutes and I've got hamstrings and glutes later on in the week. Um, though I also have a hamstring top up now with my back because that's where I'm doing like movements like my deadlifts, RDLs. And I'm no longer got a quad, like a, another set quad day. So that's what I've dropped because I still need more hamstring definitely. But my quads, I think are overdeveloped compared to the rest of my legs. I've got no calves. So that's something I'm now doing like every other day. Um, and it, it is going to paranoia me, I think, not doing quads as much. I'm going to be going a little bit crazy and looking at them every day. Like, you still there? Yeah. <laughs> that, that is going to be me. But I, I need an arm day, to be fair. I slack on them. So that is the new plan. I'll have to see how I go. I was talking to Natalie about that and we were just saying how boring doing biceps is. Oh, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> I'm not excited. Do you know what? When people are like, yeah, you need an arm day. Arm day's great. I'm like, really? I don't even feel like I'm training when it's arm day. No. I don't feel like I should this food. But I've now got, so I've got arm day. But I've got, um, I'm also doing my abs and calves on that day. Because I also need abs. I need everything, really. But I really need some abs. So I've got a lot of abs in now to get better abs. <laughs> Do you think um, abs are a little bit genetic in the sense that, you know, some people have got like the perfect sit stacked and then some people are kind of like out 
And then some people can get really lean and they don't have abs, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would say like a lot of it is genetic. I mean, I think anyone can build them, but obviously like, yeah, as you just said, you can't really change the way they sit sit or their shape. Like it's all up to your genetic structure. Like my bottom two are very strong and I've heard it can be something to do about your womb with women or whatever, <laughs> something about that. Take it um, out. <laughs> Yeah, take it out, give me some abs. But I've also got, um, I don't know the correct term from it because it's lost out of my mind, but my rib cage on my left-hand side sticks out. So I can like put my whole hand under it, basically. And when I'm lean, it's very, very prominent, like compared to my other side. So it just makes this side look bony. And I need a thicker mid midsection to just try and hide it a little bit because it's never going to look attractive if you know, you're really, really shredded and muscly, but you've got some bones sticking out. No, no one's ever going to like that. So that's something, it's a reason why I really need to focus on abs, but then you've got the risk of, you know, making your waist bigger, you know, thickening your obliques. And I have that already, um, which is why I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm just going to get wider, but I need to sort out my sticky out ribby problem, to be honest. Can you like pose to hide it? You, you could but With the crunch the whole time yeah you couldn't do it in every shot to be honest I mean with wellness um looking back at the videos it's all I see now it's so obvious like I can't stop looking at it and I think my midsection is just just cut that out and I don't mind my physique but just get rid of that bit um I mean you could have a look back now and then you'll be like oh I see what she means but like for me as well it's even more obvious because I have a really short torso. So my hips and then like my ribs are here. Like I'm really short midsection. And so my waist on stage, like even the leanest I've ever been, is still over 27 inches. And for most girls, I can see them right. They get like 20, 22 inches, 25 inches. And I think when you're standing next to girls who need a small waist for a particular class, like wellness, it makes me look even wider and makes that whole section look really obvious. So your eye is drawn to it and then it's drawn to the rib cage and it's not good. Like my waist right now is about 35 inches because I'm fat and happy in off season. <laughs> people. But that is just, I just expand sideways. Oh, well. That's where I hold everything as well. There. You know what? I never, I never noticed your ribs until I listened to the Real Bodybuilding podcast um with Fuad yeah. yeah yeah and um they were doing a rate your physique and you were on that yeah I said please rate mine I yeah um to be fair nothing they said because I spoke to him a few times and nothing he said was things I didn't know um I knew it would be something that's pointed out and um when he said as well you know her figures suited more for women's physique I was like I've been waiting for someone to tell tell me that because I sort of say it to my partner and he didn't really agree. And it was after that he finally said, oh, okay, I actually see what you mean now. And I'm like, ah, there you go. I know it. <laughs> yeah, it is frustrating though. It is frustrating because, um, you know, I can see a lot of really amazing like up and coming physiques and they've got like these teeny weight, like this amazing shape because of how small their waist is. And, I know it's something I could never have unless I put on a lot of muscle, but I'll still always be wide. 
Um, but you've just got to got to accept that everyone's structure is different and it's just making your physique look good with what you've got pretty much. Yeah, but the, the girl that won um, physique at the Olympia, Sarah, her fucking insane. Um, she is mad. Her waist isn't the smallest. No, but this is what I mean. I think with women's physique as well with how hard you train, I mean, some of them do get a thicker waist, but you need to be thick everywhere. Like you, as long as you're in proportion, because I think that's what's really looked for in the classes like that. Um, obviously, if you have a small waist and massive lats, you, it's going to benefit you because it looks amazing. But I think when you're someone's got like undeniable, amazing muscle mass condition, even if they are wider in the waist, but they're completely proportioned, you can't not give it to them. But I think unless you have that mass, if you're wider in the midsection, it will always be a little bit of a downfall unless you know yeah, how to manipulate it and posing. And maybe I'm, I'm not good enough at that yet. I mean, I've tried, but I think it's just the class I chose last year wasn't right for my look. Yeah, if you just get bigger yeah. everywhere. That's always the goal, right? Just get massive. Yeah, that is the plan. I mean, I'd <laughs> love to be massive. I mean, I dream about it, to be honest. <laughs> Are you eating to be massive right now? I mean, so eating, this is where things get difficult for me. I'm, I can eat all the time. Uh, lockdown just now has caused me to go a little bit backwards with my eating. So I got into fitness because of my eating disorder and anorexia and recovered from that through training gradually started eating, actually started eating meat because I was vegetarian for like seven years. Um, and it's what saved me from all of that. And I think anyone that's even had an eating disorder can relate to this by saying, if you don't have fitness there, like when the gyms are taken away, everything comes back. And because it never leaves you, you just learn to control it and manage it. But it's something that you can never get over once it's there. And the lockdowns really affected me in that way when it came to eating, like especially this one just gone. So I've definitely not pushed my weight where it should be right now, where I'd like it to be for gaining muscle. So I've definitely felt like a bit stuck. If anything, I've gone a little bit backwards, uh, which is why I know I've got a lot of work to do to improve, which is why I think this year might not be my year to get on stage because I don't want to go on stage without looking any different, to be honest. Yeah, you don't want to be, you want to be better than the last time. Yeah, like noticeably, not just like a little bit, like, wow, what the fuck is that? Don't know <laughs> if I'm a so you're like mid off season right now. So you're saying that you should have been eating more? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say I'm off season right now. I would say I'm just about to start my off season. Now that the gyms have opened, I would... I would, I've got it in my head. My off season has just started. But another thing is, which people don't know about because it was a secret, not anymore. I was planning to compete in the muscle contest Ireland, which was meant to be in like March when it was announced. And then I stopped prepping for that when everything kept getting moved. So that's another reason why I'm a little bit behind. So the original plan for that, because I wanted to jump in figure and see where I looked right now, and obviously my mindset since then has completely changed. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do any shows like that until I'm ready, until my physique's ready. But 
at that point I was on like such a high because you always are after competing you're on like a massive buzz I was like I want to do another one I want to do another one um I'm glad that I didn't because I think I would have really been let down with myself and my physique but that's another reason I'm not quite where I should be right now is because I kept my body at a lower body fat than I should have been doing and I think in the back of my head I actually knew I wasn't going to be doing that show like I knew I hadn't planned for it but I was struggling wanting to eat food because of the lockdown that I was convincing myself stay in shape because you can't train very well right now so don't eat a lot of food and I think the way I had to relate it to my closest friends was oh I really really want to do this show so that people didn't think I was going through something again but that was hard but I've got through it I've managed and I've actually you know spoken to people who have gone through the same sort of experience on Instagram so it's I've had people there to help me out through it but that has been the hardest part so off season is now starting and now I eat loads of food and now I get fatter because at the moment I'm only four kilos above my stage weight from November and I should be I'm normally about eight at the moment Mm -hmm. so that's not good for me in my mindset to be honest yeah but then if you were prepping for a show there was yeah and I don't really think I was I mean I was on a high and thought yeah yeah I want to do this show but I always knew I wouldn't actually enter it I think it was just to keep dieting because of the lockdown and then when it was moved it was then an excuse not to enter it if that makes sense I think I knew I wasn't even ready for it anyway but my brain since all of that with competing has been like back and forth like this wellness figure wellness figure everything nothing everything do you know what I mean like you could speak to me tomorrow and I'll be like oh, I've changed my mind do next day. literally all over the place I just it's like I can't decide which is why I'm like I just need to do what I like and the world will decide for me maybe they'll just make a new category for me <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what it would be called you know mm. if I had my choice right I want to do fitness but I can't move <laughs> I and love fitness my routines, my routines I can't move <laughs> I am the stiffest person ever I'm so I, jealous of I think I could com- I think I could compete with your stiffness it's shocking yeah. we do it and a fitness to have a laugh just do roly-polies across the stage I think that might be my limit yeah you know what I don't think I can do one of them I can't go on my head I can look shoulder but it counts <laughs> but yeah I think I can do definitely fitness is mad oh it's massive respect to the girls that do it I mean prepping and then having to do all of the exercise for your routine ouch ouch I, I yeah yeah I didn't even think of it like that when you're like week and you can't even stand up and they're flipping and the the risk of injuries is like so much more and I don't actually know anyone personally who does it um I used to have a friend who did fitness but she moved to figure um so I don't know anyone like on a friendship basis that does fitness now but anyone that does wow is insane impressive <laughs> really impressive what um What's your favourite look that you've had to the stage? My my favourite look? Whoa. Uh, oh, I don't know. Do you know what? I think I think it was the UK Open just gone. 
because, I mean, I was overcarved. I know I was, but I still prefer how I looked then over all of my other shows because I felt more like, this is going to sound cringe, I felt more like a bodybuilder because I felt bigger. Whereas, I mean, I really enjoyed competing at the Barbarian and Two Bros, but I had to stop upper body training from uh, PCA to those shows. I didn't do any at all. And not really being able to pump them backstage. It was at PCA, I was doing this for about 35 minutes. Like, come on, come <laughs> And I, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel big at all. I mean, I was surprised by how I looked. Like, I liked how I looked at the shows, but at PCA, I look at the pictures and I can't believe I looked like that, which is why I know it was my favourite, because I'm like, what, what, what is that? That's not me. I'm like half the size now. I'm gone. <laughs> I think everyone's feeling like that now. Yeah, even though I was like softer, I, I, I really liked that show. I mean, I would like to bring back that look with a little bit more muscle, but obviously leaner, but to not look bony. Because I think getting any leaner than that, my issue was I always started to look a bit bony because of how bored I am. So I purposely, for that show, we didn't go too hard, but we did overcarb. So I did look a bit squishy. Well, like but, um, in peak week, you overcarbed. Yeah. But I think it was my fault because I was like, give me carbs. I wanted to fill out completely because I never had done. So we were like testing the water. How much could I take? And I couldn't take as much as we gave me I mean I didn't even eat that much so it just proves to show I don't have a lot of muscle because I shouldn't have eaten like the small amount I was eating <laughs> because it overfilled but it was also like the best day the atmosphere was great everyone backstage was amazing and like thriving off each other's energy and it was so fun I just that that is probably the highlight of competing so far because Overall, it was a great day, not just like how I felt on stage. It was just everyone there was the best. Yeah. Do you prefer being on stage or do you prefer the run up to the stage and stuff? Like, do you like being oh, on stage? Being on stage. Oh, I love it. I, I, I never want to leave when I'm on stage. I mean, I, you know, I feel really, really comfortable on stage, right? I bet a lot of people can relate to this. Like, I feel like, oh, I look really elegant. I'm really smooth. And then I watch it and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I look like a sausage. You know, a close friend of mine messaged me. She was like, you look so good, but you're posing. I went, oh, no, what What am I doing? I look awful, but I'm smiling because I love it. And um, posing is something I need to work on if I want to continue in classes like that. But you feel like you're doing everything right when you're on stage and then you look back and you're like, Christ, never mind. So do you prefer like the pose down then? Would you say that's the most fun? No, I like the comparisons. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the pose down is fun, but that's purely what it is. It's for fun. You know, the winner's been decided. Everything's been done. I love the comparisons because it's like everything's running high. You're putting so much effort in because this is the moment. I mean, the routines are great as well, but again, everything's like been decided by then. I mean, I love the routines, but what I don't love about them is mine are always really crap because I can't move. And every time the person that's been on before me is amazing. And I'm like, this isn't fair. Just let me go first. <laughs> so that's always like horrendous, but the, the comparisons is great. When you're at the back, like obviously when the shows are stacked, 
and it's the first call out, you're like, oh, I love it. It's the best feeling. Even if you don't make it, it's just so exciting. I love it. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh. The posing just gets me. I'm just terrible. I bet and you're just, not. Oh, I am. I am. I've had one posing session with Matt. I can have another one because I've just got my first figure suit. So that's exciting. I look great from the front. It's like, as well as turn around. Shit. I don't, uh, like I was saying, uh, there, figure suits aren't flattering if you've got no glutes. You're fine. <laughs> but I think I've got, I think I've got what you said. I've got the long back syndrome. <laughs> No, I bet you haven't. You have not. And Nat, Nat is amazing at posing. She makes it look so easy. It's not fair. You know what? I was wearing her bikini at the UK Open, so I borrowed her bikini for that show. And I was like, I feel like Nat. Didn't fucking look like her, did I? No. <laughs> I think your posing is smoother than you think. I think your posing is good. No, no, I thought when I was doing it, it was really smooth, like really smooth. And then so when I saw it, I was like, okay, it's not. It's just a bit jumpy. It doesn't flow. So um, I need to have some posing sessions on that because I've never really had any, not going to lie. I mean, I had one session before my first ever PCA show so I could know the mandatories, the figure, and that's it. I've never had any more. I've just watched videos and watched other people. So I think you can tell. So I need to, I need to work on that. Your eyes, you're like, is she crazy? I know, fair play though. Just fuck it. <laughs> It is obvious, though. I'm like, okay, I should see someone now. Yeah, I think I should. At least you like tense when I've been on stage. I've literally, I'm moving around. Like I said, it was a fitness show and you have to keep moving and flip the yeah. air and stuff. And I just, just forgot to tense anything. Oh, no. So, it, but it's it, it, with, with that one, I can get away with it. But I can't, I can't go and do tone figure and not tense anything. <laughs> yeah, you got to squeeze. <laughs> But I, do you know what? My only advice would be don't have your hair down. My first tone figure show, I had my hair down, sweating. My earring came out in my hair. I lost it. Didn't know what was going on. Flicking it everywhere. And since then, I've always had it up for every figure show. People probably know it's just because it doesn't get in the way. And just hair is so annoying. I hate it's like It's like um, another step in your posing routine as well, having to move your hair smoothly. Don't you? And you know what? So I keep getting pop-ups. A lot of people I see when they do like their morning check-ins, they will have their hair up for their check-in, right? But they'll turn to the back and they'll pretend they're moving something. And I'm like, never done that because I would only move it if I can feel it's there. I find that really strange. But I'm like, what good idea? Because you do have to move your hair if you have your hair down. So it is a step that you have to add in. You're right. I think you can only get away with your hair up. Certain people can get away. I don't think I could get away with my hair up. Oh, you've got your hair up now. Looks nice. Why not? Awful. Where my last oh, show, so my hair's uh, on stage. It was like white. Um, okay. Which, if for anyone who's going to listen, um, I got my hair done like two weeks out, and it would not fucking bleach. And they bleached it, and it went orange. So they combed it, and I had orange and blue striped hair. They had to bleach it twice more. I don't know whether it's because, like, extreme biting, your hormones are fucked up, so it wouldn't take. If any hairdressers are out there, let me know. But I've so it's been bleached so many times now. When it's wet, it feels like fucking chewing gum. It's awful. Oh. So uh, I'm getting it dyed in two days tomorrow. Actually, finally. 
Another thing I've heard about blonde hair, don't know if you find this, is backstage they wear a shower cap. Because if you have your hair down when it's blonde, you get like the tan in your ends or something. Yeah, my extensions are fucked. My hair is the colour of like the tan. So I look weird, does not go. I should probably wear a wig on stage. I've never even thought about people that have that issue. So it's nothing I've ever considered, which is mad, but it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, my extensions had like orange, nice orange tinge to it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of tan, you do your own tan as well. Yes, I do. I had my tan done once and I went green on stage. So I do not have my tan done. No. By them? Backstage, you had it done, done there? I won't say the company because I don't want to hit on anyone badly. But I was re- I'm really pale, right? You know, I'm ginger. I'm freckly. I'm, I'm pale. And... Obviously, I paid for the tan. I had my base coat, had my top coat. I asked for another top coat because I wasn't dark compared to the other girls. And they were like, no. And I said, look, I paid for this. Please can I have another top coat? You know, I'm not dark enough. And I think one of the people in charge, she looked at me. She was like, no, give her a top coat. What are you doing? She's, she's still pale. So I had another one. And then I went on stage and my partner and the others that were watching said I went green under the lights. So I obviously had so much on. Or I don't know what it was that I had on. Something wasn't right because I went green. And I thought, oh, no, do not show me any pictures. But I also think the the stress of, you, you know, if you go somewhere really far away um, and you've got to get there in time for your tan, but what about the traffic and everything like this? So, for example, the PCA finals in Hull, obviously everyone gets their base tan the day before. And I thought, I can't guarantee I'm going to make it on time. So if I just do my own... I don't have to keep rushing back and forth to the venue for the top coats, for the base coats. I find it a lot more like calming. But also I've been fake tanning for years, like always. So I just know how to do it. I find it really easy. I'm really comfortable with it. So I would recommend it to people that might stress out on like getting somewhere in time. Like I don't have show makeup done either. I just sort of do my face and it looks okay. doesn't look great, but it's fine. Um, I think maybe later on I might have someone do my makeup when it like really counts um, but it definitely relaxes me a lot more because you don't feel like all the pressure of a show day of having everything done on time yeah I've heard, I can't I never fake tan ever um, the first year I didn't exfoliate I didn't know that was a thing and okay. I, I only had one layer of tan and I was dark and I also didn't know that you had to shave everywhere. And I think that's why I was so dark, is literally, and I mean everywhere, it was just stuck on my hair. Great. <laughs> but I was so dark on stage, I had the same tan as everyone, and I was about four shades darker. Wow. Yeah, but it's better to be darker, though, rather than being too light. I mean, I don't know anyone to mark down for being too dark. Oh, but yeah, that's true. I, when I did UK BFF, I mean, this is years ago now, but they do their base and top coat in one day, which is weird. And it's like an hour apart and it's just orange. You know, I think having that much on, you're just orange and it stains you orange. Not like other tans that stain you like olive. It's orange. Doesn't look good with my hair. No. <laughs> it just blends. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How um, did you struggle getting it off? Because my skin was sore. I uh, try to keep mine for as long as possible. <laughs> so I'll be my like, first one. Yeah, lightly exfoliating because I want it to stay. I, I want to be darker. So um, I 
I mean, it's when it's when I look like tiger bread, I'll really scrub because you're like, nah, this is nasty. And it can hurt. But I've actually got some of that. It's from Bondi Sands Tan Remover. So it's like a foam. And you're like, you can be in the bath, in the shower, and you just put it on. You leave it on for a bit, like four or five minutes. And then so when you scrub, it comes off so easy. Works with any tan. It's insane. I'll have to get some. My, my first tan, I tried to keep that on for as long as yeah. possible. And it was like type of it. I looked like I had a skin disease. It was gross. <laughs> um, like all time, my neck. Oh, great. But then scrubbing it off. I, could, I didn't know I had to get stuff to scrub it off. So I was using, you know, the exfoliating gloves. Yeah. I was using them scrubbing a fucking nail brush. Oh. But your neck and your feet are the worst areas. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh no, like your ankle, nah, looks nasty, doesn't it? It does look nasty. Well, in the gym, yeah, biscuity. <laughs> That's what I describe it, it as. It does smell like biscuits. That's not what you want when you're on prep. <laughs> no. no, and then when, like, obviously, I'd normally fake tan quite a lot, so. I think two weeks like before my first ever show when I had to stop fake tanning, I was like a ghost. I was like, oh my God, I don't want anyone to see this. I look ridiculous. But what I should have done was try and get some like base coats on a sunbed like for a while because I wouldn't have needed so much fake tan and then I would have probably never gone green. But yeah. I learned that. Learned that now. <laughs> Came the sunbeds first. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is for you the hardest part of prep? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. That is hard. Uh, the hardest part is your concentration whilst working, I think. I mean, people will say I'm lying, but I'm not. The diet itself, I find the easiest part. But people need to understand I've gone through a life where I ate nothing for a long time. I know how it feels. Like I felt worse than that. I've never cheated on a diet. I've never needed to cheat on a diet, but that's something I'm very used to. Like starving my body, I did that for a long time. So for me, that is the easiest part, the, the food. Like I'm eating more than I thought I'd be able to. But when you're working, and I, my job's very, mental's not right to say. <laughs> I work in design and I need to think of a lot of concepts, a lot of new ideas, and I just can't function. Because I think females as well, you know, for hormone function and general brain function, you need fats, you know, it's really important. And when you don't get any, I'm like this, what am I doing today? <laughs> that is so, that is the hardest bit, I think, the hardest bit. It's, it's your energy and being able to focus on things that aren't bodybuilding. Because, I mean, we're not all lucky enough to be able to, well, not lucky, but we don't all have the life of just being able to train and compete and not having to earn money in a different way. Um, but, you know, some of us have to do that. And that's that's the hard bit, I think. I mean, if, if I if I made money from competing and didn't, didn't have a job, like, on the side, I don't know what the hardest bit would be. Like, there, there will always be something, but for me, that's what I find really hard. Using your brain. Yeah, yeah, much. I found I was just fucking freezing all the time. I was working outside. My show is in November, and I was working outside all up in 
fuck I was cold I was wearing like four pairs of trousers five tops overalls over the top and I'm there like that <laughs> well you should do a show in the summer and you might be all right I should do a show in the summer but no I I know what you mean actually that isn't that isn't a good feeling being cold no don't like that just turn the heating on yeah no not, if you're outside fuck. <laughs> oh yeah oh obviously if you're outside not so I mean I'm lucky enough not to work outside like because I find work the hardest part, I can't imagine how people compete with manual jobs. For example, like, I don't know if you're building stuff or working construction and also compete, like your whole body must be knackered, not just your brain. So I find that like amazing. Like, yeah, so I, yeah. I'm an electrician, so my work is manual. <laughs> so it's fucking hard. And normally when I'm in prep, I'm like sat there like, <laughs> no. I'm gonna be a drama queen and can't just see that crazy. Like, when, like, as you say, what you do when you're tired physically and mentally, and then extra physically from the gym, like that's just a new level. That's crazy. That's commitment. Yeah, lifting stuff. I, I literally done nothing. I think I was about three weeks out. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Just <laughs> crying at work. Like, I can't, I can't even use my hands anymore. I can't pick up tools. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that is good. I know you like when you're in prep, you like to be fuller when you end up on stage. Does that mean you've never lost your period? You ever lost your been so lean you've lost your period? I don't have them. So I don't know, actually. So I have no idea. I mean, obviously, I can tell my hormones have gone a little bit wacky all over the place. Um, like I'll get really spotty or I mean I don't get grumpy but I'll have constant like I'll be I have mood swings I can get night sweats so I know I've affected my hormones in the past which probably yeah I would have lost it but because I don't have them I, I can't really I don't really know about that I would say it's very common for people to lose their period because of the body fat percentage you've got to get to although I do think but this is just off what I think, I don't know if there's any facts to this, that the more muscle you have, you probably don't, I mean, depending on the condition you get. For example, let's look at a bikini girl. If you've got someone that's more muscular and someone that doesn't have a lot of muscle, someone that doesn't have a lot of muscle is going to have to diet hard to have any muscle come through rather than this girl. She won't diet as hard. So I think this girl would be more at risk of losing her period than the other girl so I think sometimes with the more mass you have maybe you can hold on to it but I think when you get to classes you know where you're getting extremely lean I think it's just really common for it to go I mean I know girls that didn't get them back for a good six or seven months after which is crazy um but I mean I think you just have to like seek advice on it to be honest and like get your bloods done check your hormone levels I mean I always get my bloods done and I've always been all right, but there's definitely a stage where I know I, my, my body's like not happy, but sometimes you need to know when to stop dieting. And that's what happened in my first year, which is why I didn't do the British finals. Cause yeah, that was not going well. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you get your periods? Is that contraception? Yes. Right? The injection. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah, I'm like that. I'm not just some freak. <laughs> I'm just get, lucky. I'm just lucky. <laughs> yeah, I get I get the ejection. Do you know what? I think I thought I said it out loud, but I didn't. <laughs> I had the ejection when I was younger and I was on the whole time. So I was like, nope, that's not for me. Oh, wow. Like, the three months. Christ. I've had the injection for four or five years now, I think, like a long while. Um, I know some people are against it. Um, some people aren't. You know, it's personal preference. Uh, I've never had any issues, but yeah, I've never had any like spotting either. So that's why when it comes to when people talk about like the periods and on prep, I can't really comment. I just have to go from how I'm feeling or like in my hormones and how I'm visually looking. So I, I can only really think of that first year when I really knew something was up mm -hmm. and that was, that was when I knew I had to stop. So I think if it's something that's really important for people and you don't want to lose your period, you need to make sure you don't take your body to like a certain extreme. But then on the other hand, if you want to be competitive, you kind of have to. Yeah. You just have that's to. Although I know girls that have gone on stage and like that day they've started and they've been like, oh my God, what? <gasps> okay, that's not good. And then obviously you, you, you could bloat, you know, hold water, um, everything could go wrong, which isn't good. Um, so not everybody does lose them, but I mean, I don't think you're doing anything wrong in your diet if you do, if that makes sense. I think it's really normal if they go, like you shouldn't, be worried I mean it just depends on what your feelings are towards it yeah I'm gonna have to plan my show around my period I think because I'm on the copper coil heaviest periods you will ever fucking know oh, my sister hates the coil I fucking hate it I really want to get it out I'm scared. <laughs> do you know what I think it, when she had it removed she was like that was the worst bit so good luck Oh no! Why would you say that? <laughs> oh, just because I like I like to annoy people like that. <laughs> Everyone's telling me, "No, no, it'll be fine. It won't be as bad as when they put it in." I'm like, "Oh, no, it'll be just everything, <laughs> <laughs> just everything, anything to do with down there, like the smear test, anything yeah. like that." But then, then once it's done, you'll be like, "Oh, that wasn't that bad." Yeah, Probably. but then then I'll have to decide what to go on again, what contraception to go on again. No. I mean, I think for competing, I probably wouldn't recommend the implant. I mean, I think if you get to a certain conditioning, that must be visible, surely. You know? Yeah, I've, I've never liked the thought of that one. Just No, neither. I have a friend, but she doesn't compete, who has the implant. And you can feel it in her arm. And I just think if you're really conditioned, I mean, I don't know anyone in competing that uses it, but I reckon it must be visible somehow. And even if you're training as well, surely, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> there, there is like another coil um, that isn't copper because the copper one is non-hormonal. So I thought that would be yeah. a good idea. It's not, it's not. I need a regulator in hormones because <laughs> I am so up and down. So I could yeah. try the other one. Maybe. Oh, you could do, you could try the injection if that's something you consider. Yeah, but then, like I said, I did that. I think I just think I was eighteen when I tried that, and I just was on for three months. Or so I yeah, I'm wondering if I could be completely wrong. 
if they have like different, you know, like with like the pill or the mini pill, you've got different brands. I mean, is it the same with the injection that someone might work, one might work better? I could be completely making that up. I've no idea. I'm just assuming there might be because there is with like the pill. I've no idea. Maybe. I don't want to go on the pill again because that made my skin horrific. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you know what? I just, I never liked the pill. I never liked the thought of it, really. It was just a bit weird. The injection, once every three months, done. Pill every yeah. day. I don't know. And you sometimes you forget. All the time. Forget, All the time I forget it. <laughs> I mean, I will say when I was underweight, I lost my period for a very long time. Um... But obviously before I went on the injection, I had one. So I know that they're not like gone and I haven't damaged my body in that sense because of what I went through in the past. But I do sometimes worry how that period of my life has affected my body. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know how I'd know anyway. But at the moment, I think I'm all good. I suppose until it comes down to anything, then you'll, then you'll know. Yeah, pretty much. I think so. What are you like with reverse dieting? You, you're used to dieting anyway, but I've been out. Do you know what? I mean, You've I been... find it quite, uh, not easy. I find it quite quite relaxed. You know, it's quite nice. Um, I like the pumps. Feels good. I, I've i never binged eat. I don't struggle with that. Um, if I'm very honest, I find it hard to relate to people that do when they talk about it. It's something that I can't get in the mind frame of, but that's just because of past experiences. That obviously reverse dieting to me is just another stage of prep. It's something that needs to be done. So you just listen to what you're supposed to do. But I do all of my reverse diets myself. So I go from what my body feels like it then needs. Do I increase that now? Do I not? Like my partner, he's done my past couple of preps but as soon as the show's over like, I take over and I think I've got a hang of how like my body works in that in like that phase um I think it's an essential part of prep and I think especially people that are doing their first shows shouldn't leave their coach right after their prep because the amount of people I've seen talk about binge eating it's obviously a massive problem and I think not everyone has uh that same mindset as remembering you have to go back out slowly I think it might take like a few goes if that makes sense because I know a lot of people that have had to make the mistakes to then realize okay I really need to reverse diet but I think for me I find that part more relaxed because I wouldn't be able to let myself eat out on loads of massive food it would drive me crazy like I can't I can't like I just I couldn't be like that I have to be in a certain point of fatness to be able to let myself eat, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think like for especially like first timers or people that struggle with binge eating, they need to keep their coach for their reverse diet, like at least for another, I would say two months, eight weeks after your show. But yeah. that's personal opinion. Don't know if it's fact. That's just what I naturally find. That's normally how long my reverse dieting is. Yeah. Do you um, have anything as soon as you come off stage, do you have some chitlin? I have turkey and on bar. That's it. That's your treat. So good. I don't believe you. People don't like it. A bit of turkeys. Mm. Amazing. Almond bar, Almond. though. Not even peanut Almond. bar. Nah, on bar's better than peanut butter. <sighs> How dare you? <laughs> on butter is the god of butters. I don't even like turkey. Can't. 
Oh, no. no. I'm so, oh, I'm pretty picky. I thought I liked everything until I've got my diet and I'm like, I'm going to take this off because I've eaten it too much. Take this off. I can't eat eggs anymore. I can't eat fucking bacon. I can't eat turkey bacon. I don't, even, I don't even like chicken. I do not like chicken. But it's one of them things that you can force it down. Yeah, I know what you mean. I do agree with the eggs, though, because after about eight weeks, you're like getting rid of beets. People don't like how I eat my eggs. So I like, if I've still got oats in my diet, I have my oats, and I put my eggs on top, and then I put ketchup on it, and you eat them together. Like porridge. Yeah. That is horrific. I on my story one, because I was like, look, my fellas, like, why do you eat your, your food like that? And I'm like, well, it's just food. You know, it's the diet. You just get the food in. Food is fuel. It's not really there to be enjoyed that much. And I actually quite like it, though. It tastes good. And people were like, ooh, what is that? What is that? And I'm like, don't hate it until you try it. I it's good. can't I imagine ketchup on oats. You know, but the ketchup go on the eggs because the eggs sit on top. And then you do a spoonful, sort of like a trifle, so you see all the layers. And you eat it. Oh god, it's fucking trifle. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. It is. For my um my diet, it was I think it was three eggs. That's it. There was nothing else to go with it. And I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to eat? Just eggs. I tried it every every way and now I can't even smell them. No. Whatever uh, again. No, I can't. Oh. Not even like a dippy egg, a soldier. I can't remember the last time I had a dippy egg. Maybe you'd enjoy eggs again if you had like a dippy eggs and soldiers. Maybe. I'm more of a fried egg. I like a fried egg. Ooh, I like a fried but, egg. But oh, the thought of it now is making me feel sick. But yeah, so I've got, I've now got, I watch Seaspiracy, so I've had fish taken out with my <laughs> Um And so now I've got turkey mints. And of that either, but I can force it in. I can force food I don't really like because they're bland foods anyway. Turkey mince isn't my favourite either. Like I like to proper season it, but then when it comes to prep, I don't really season anything. Like people think it's weird that I don't warm up my food, like even turkey and that. But I don't. a lot of the time, you don't have time, or I'm not by a microwave because you're in the office. I mean, it would be nice to be able to make all the meals fresh, but not everyone can do that. Um, and turkey mince cold is pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't season any of my food just because I'm not a good cook. Um, and I also overcook everything to the fucking max that when I, if I do microwave it, you can't even bite into the chicken. Like it's that bad. So I've just got this chicken breast and I hold on a fork at work and I'm just munching away and people are like, You're such a tramp. <laughs> well, it's better to overcook than to undercook. So I get that. I'm with you there. I would rather have it overcooked. Like, no, it's done. Yeah, I had food poisoning years ago. I bought a cooked chicken from Tesco's and I was a kid, like still in school and it was pink inside. I didn't think anything of it until my mum saw the carcass and she was like, did you just eat that? And I've never been so ill. Both, oh, en both ends, it was horrific. And I didn't eat chicken for like a fucking year because, oh, oh. so now I just, happened. if you overcook yeah. it, it's fine. That's what happened to me in, in Wales, the show where I told you I was really ill but I got my food poisoning from fish. So it was from frozen and I cooked it, but it just wasn't cooked. And as you say, both ends and it was horrific. I mean, the girls that I met that day, I wonder if they remember me from what I said and what happened, but I was very ill. 
very ill. I'll leave that. <laughs> well, at the show as well. <laughs> yeah, at the show, I was very ill. So I can feel you there. I didn't think I'd get on stage, and I don't know how I managed to. But I said to them backstage, look, I might have to walk off because I couldn't stand up. I was like, hey. So uh, like, luckily, it was really small. So I wasn't even on stage for that long. And I sat down, and I was like, oh, my God. But oh. if I saw that I'd eaten pink chicken, I think I would just throw up from the thought of eating pink chicken. Oh, yeah, I ate it. Did <laughs> uh, you not taste it, though? Like, it, was, it was like a cooked chicken, and it had, like, loads of seasoning on the skin and stuff. So, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's so bad. Just overcook the fuck out of it until it breaks your teeth. That's my yeah. skills. <laughs> um, I like that. Good for me. <laughs> you know. You must have found it a fucking nightmare going to the toilet at a show because it's bad enough. I, I've never pissed down my leg before until I had a fucking tan I couldn't touch. And there was girls coming out the toilet like a conveyor belt to the tans going, I've got you down my leg. <laughs> I'm so glad you said this because I've seen so many girls with that problem and I don't understand how anyone can pee on their leg. Because I... I go, if I go to the toilet, so if it's show day and you're tanned everywhere, right, you've probably already got your bikini on. But I hover, right, because I don't really like public toilets anyway. Yeah. So I'll hover in the toilet. And you don't want to get tan on it. And you obviously wipe so you don't dribble. And yet these girls dribble. Do you know what? I've heard people say bring plastic cups and pee in cups. And I'm thinking, why can't you pee in the toilet? But obviously <laughs> it's handy. But um, I I personally have never had that issue, but um, that day, constantly going to the toilet, that wasn't a good day. No. no. I couldn't get my bikini bottoms off, so I had to, like, put it to the side, like a fucking swimming costume. That's and, what I would do. It helps. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't I don't know what was going on down there, but it kind of, like, went sideways. <laughs> oh. oh, I suppose, like, you know, it's just random. Okay, that can happen. I just think it's mad. It's crazy. Yeah. How bad? I pissed on myself. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, okay. careful out there, girls. <laughs> but, uh, the show I was at, there was actually quite a few that was just like waddling, going over to the town. People were like, oh, no. Grown <laughs> ass no. women, grown ass women. <laughs> it is something you wouldn't really think about. Or things to tell people for their first show. You would be like, make sure you don't pee on your leg. They'll be like, what are you talking about? I've but never then, in my life peed down my leg until I couldn't pee down my leg. The world knew. It just wanted to get you for the day. Here you go. Bang. No sideways. So your boyfriend coaches you? Yes. Is he a, a coach? Um... He's not like a public coach, I'll say. Like he does diets for people that come to him that would like one. So but he doesn't advertise as a coach. You know, he has another job. He does compete. Um, he's been my coach for the past few years. However, he will be going back on stage next year. He's had a few years off to just grow. And I decided it probably wouldn't be the best because obviously he has a coach. You know, he wants to focus on his show. I don't want to feel like I'm taking anything away from that. So I will be going with someone else for hopefully long term. Um, but from next year, not at the moment. I mean, I have people in mind, but they've got to have spaces. 
So, who who have you got in mind, or do you not want to say? I mean, I don't know what I should say. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I've got people in mind. Uh, I've got a favourite, but then I don't want to say the favourite in case you know they don't have any space, and so I end up with someone else. <laughs> and they think they're just like a second place. Yeah. So I'll leave it, like under the wraps, but. Yeah, I should, I should be going with someone else from next year. I mean, it will be difficult because mine and Carl's relationship is really good and he preps me really well. Like, he knows my body now. It's been so long. Um, but I think sometimes it is good to, like, separate those things. You know, he have, has his coach and then I have mine rather than adding that pressure onto him when he's competing, like, potentially for his pro card. So I don't think it would be good of me or I'd need to compete when he's not competing but we like to diet together at the same time that's quite nice yeah so yeah you wouldn't want to be in prep prepping you as well like you said it's, it's no lot. I think I, th I know he could do it I know he could handle it because he preps me when he like he's prepped himself for photo shoots the last couple of years because I've actually done the photo shoots um but I personally don't want to make him feel like he needs to do that for me because I would rather put my energy towards him and like helping him if he needed it for his show, because, you know, he, he's, he's really good. And he, he, he will be going pro. I'll say this now. He will be going pro in the future. And I think next year is when he's really going to start actually competing in the pro qualifiers and, and doing it. And he's got a really amazing coach behind him. Amazing. So I don't want to take anything away from him when he hasn't been on the stage for a couple of years now and all he's been doing is supporting me. Mm -hmm. When's he competing? <laughs> when? Yeah. Uh, it'll be next year. Obviously, he hasn't picked a show yet because show dates haven't come out, but um, it's not this year. IFBB? Yes. Okay. Yes. How do you... Do you, like, check in properly with him? Like, would you... I suppose you wouldn't send pictures because he's there, but... Yeah, so this is where, for me, it's going to be, like, quite <laughs> difficult being with someone else because I don't check in till about seven weeks out. I, we both don't really visually look at my physique until about eight weeks out. So I do, like, the first 12, 13 weeks just not really judging how I look. It's just purely getting the fat off, and then it's being um but it's more of a mental thing for me which is why I do it like that like he's always said like look I need to check in photos and I say no I can't do them yet mentally I can't do them yet so I have to wait until I'm at a point like I'll sort of judge myself but it's it's like the same reason I don't have a coach in off season I do it all myself is because if I checked in every week and had to weigh myself and I had to look at myself every week it would trigger the past and I can't do that and I think I wouldn't allow myself to like bulk and put on muscle and I'll get too obsessed with it. So I have to relax So at the start of a prep. I have to sort of be relaxed in myself and wait until I'm at a certain point. It's really strange. Everybody's different, but that's just, that is how I manage to control my problem. That's a part of it. And so I know for me, I cannot have a coach in an off season, at least not now. Like I'm still not mentally there. Like I've still been working on it. And a lot of coaches don't like that. They want you to do off-seasons with them and then prep with them. So it's being with someone that understands that mind frame and has possibly dealt with people like that before. But 
it will be really hard to understand unless you've like been through something like that if that makes sense yeah so I suppose you would need a coach then that knows how to deal with that as well yeah yeah pretty much I mean I don't I never go against them if they say do this do that I'll do it like I have trust in a coach but it's just to to allow myself to really push to put on muscle in an off season I have to do that by myself I can't I can't judge myself every week and like see what I need to improve. I just have to sort of know. And I think people that do have a coaching off season and like they post their check-ins every week. I think that's amazing. And they'll get a lot further than me right now because it is a massive benefit and a plus to do that. And I know it's something that's going to hold me back, but I, I'm not mentally ready to do that to myself. I could trigger something really bad and I can't do that. I don't know if it's something I'll ever get over, but I'd really like to, because obviously I'd like to keep doing this and actually be all right at it. So it's just something I've got to work on. But I'm hoping that maybe starting by getting prepped by someone else, it could end up leading to that because it could be a whole thing on trust, trusting someone else with my physique and knowing my mind frame, if that makes sense. Yeah, I suppose you could like send videos and then delete it so you can't even see. Yeah, be like, like like stealthy, <laughs> but I suppose then it's telling yourself to not look at it. And when I yeah. send my videos, I look, I watch them constantly. Yeah. Like, oh that shit, oh that shit. So I think with an off season though, for me, it's more the scales. Um, seeing a weight go up is really like daunting. Obviously, at the start of prep, I will always weigh myself, and I'm fine. But if I see that increase gradually, I won't be fine. But mm-hmm. I know that. I know that for myself. So I'm fine at the start of a prep being like, oh, Christ, I'm heavy. But I didn't see myself getting that heavy on the scales. So it's okay. So weird. Yeah. A bit crazy. But it works. Yeah, whatever works. It's mad that you know that it's there, but you can't yeah. help, help it. Is that more frustrating? Yeah. Definitely. I think it's frustrating because a lot of people I'll try and explain it to because some people do ask. They just don't really get it. And instead of I don't want any sympathy with it. That's not why I talk about it. Maybe it's more like an awareness thing. But some people can't like seriously can't understand and they'll get more frustrated like at me. And I'm like, this is how I am. So this is what I'm going to do. And I mean, I, I like to talk about it because for some people, some people might be going through like an eating disorder right now. And maybe if they're competing, doing what I do might help them and allow them to work around it. Like um, I've actually become quite good friends with a girl now that obviously I competed with and she has amazing progress with where she came from. And she's very similar in the sense. I think weighing scales for a lot of us just are not, are not a good idea, not at all. But for prep, obviously seeing it go down, it's great. It's really great. <laughs> yeah, I suppose as well, you know, you know, as a bodybuilder, the scales doesn't really mean anything, but that's already in your head that it, you think it does. Yeah, but it's like, oh, it's just so, it's so strange because it's hard. If I look at myself now, I could still probably estimate what my weight is, um, like I have done. Like I can see my body and I'm like, I know that I'm four kilos above my stage weight. I know that's how it is from my look. I haven't actually weighed myself. That's just what I know by looking at myself because I've like adapted in that sense, which is really strange, but you sort of learn it, which is odd. Like I could even be a little bit less, 
but in your mind you add a bit because you're like preparing yourself that you're going to be heavier, you're going to be heavier. If I actually stepped on the scales and confirmed that with myself, I'd probably freak out. Yeah. So I know I'm not ready still to do that consistently in, in an off season. And I know it frustrates, I think it frustrates other people more than it frustrates me, if that makes sense. Like it bothers me, but I know what I'm doing is working for myself. Like I've still improved each year. I've been managing to eat and build muscle because of how I do it. But other people don't want that in an athlete, but that is what it is at the moment. So if it's a little bit more time until I can be with someone consistently, then it will just be a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, you've built a lot of muscle yourself so you know you're you're cool with off season yeah i've just got to build some more or a lot more can we all <laughs> i this is my first uh off season that i've had a coach normally i have a coach and then i'm like all right i'll be by myself and just eat yeah. like a like a cunt and not eat properly <laughs> and i can't physically eat that much i don't think i can snack like if there's a chocolate bar all day long a big one okay. But it's, when it comes to like meals, my appetite has never been that big until um, this off season. I think it's because of the shit I was eating. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, so my at the moment my diet's really clean, um, and he says it's a lot of food, but I could eat more. <laughs> feel like a lot of food. You're yeah, like, what? a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I've never had a proper proper season I've just always trained because I love training I trained years before I even thought about competing yeah. just because I like training you know yeah, yeah but, um, I think I think that's the best way to get into it really because you realize you're actually doing it for you and not you know you will always do it I know I know a lot of compete people that will compete and then they won't and then they don't train that they've literally just competed for Instagram pictures to get on stage to wear a pretty bikini like a few people come to mind, but I obviously won't name people. And you just think, who are you doing this for? And a lot of those people don't make it to stay. Oh, hang on, you're frozen. Fucker. Hang on. You have frozen. Sorry, everyone. Oh. Oh, did I? Oh, you froze. <laughs> Go out there. I don't know what happened. I didn't stop oh. recording. It was still recording. So there's just a bit of me going, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I don't even know why I said that then. I was like, what's happened? <laughs> like, sorry, everyone. Moved to the other side of the house, so my computer probably doesn't like it. <laughs> um, what would you say? I don't know what. I don't know where it cut off now. So I, no <laughs> um, I was, I think I was just sort of saying that people that um, just choose to compete rather than falling love, in love with like the lifestyle of bodybuilding and training like for a while the people that end up not progressing in it sometimes don't even make it to stage just because they're doing it for the wrong reasons they don't do it themselves they do it because they want the glamour they want a sparkly bikini or they want all these pictures to show their friends and 
you know, sometimes they make it to one show, but then they never do it again and they never train again. And they didn't do it because they love it. And they end up resenting the sport a little bit. I yeah. know a few people that have like that. And I think it's such a shame. So I definitely think the best way to get into competing is fall in love with training and the lifestyle you have with it. And then maybe jump on a show because if you don't like competing, you can still train because you know you love it yeah. rather than just dropping everything out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people slating the sport as well after competing a couple of times. Like, I don't think, like, I've competed twice. I've only prepped twice. So I'm still beginner, beginner. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone can really, think you need to be doing it a few more times before you can have your true opinion on it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, even myself, I still feel like I'm still, like, in the mix of the sport. Like, I'm, I've done... I think I've done nine shows now, but I've still only been in it, like actually competing for like three or four years, which isn't a lot compared to a lot of people. But there are a lot of people that maybe do a show to, for all these pictures or for their friends and maybe they don't do well, but then slate the sport and say everybody just loves themselves. And if you're in this sport, nobody loves themselves. We are the most <laughs> critical people you can come across. We do not do this for you to love our bodies. We want to love them ourselves and create a masterpiece art out of them. Like it's more artistic, I think, than people realise. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely self-critical. Oh boy, I'm a fucking nightmare sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> people don't realise that. They just think, you know, oh, they love themselves, and it's just like we are really harsh. We could look amazing on stage today. For example, the show that I really liked, my look, PCA. I could still find. 30 things wrong with how I look it's just the favorite look I've had so far we are horribly critical of ourselves we see ourselves every day but outside looking in don't see that yeah but you're not as critical when you're looking at the girl next to you though when you're looking at the girl next to you you're like fuck me incredible <laughs> but is that because we know what it takes to get there and it is hard like it's not easy so you respect everyone that's made it like everyone's gone through the same process that you can't shit on anyone else they've all done it some of them been, yeah only shit on yourself but for some people it's hard and yeah their physiques are amazing yeah they always look 10 times better it's not fair I need to <laughs> um Nat said as well when she was backstage for athletic she thought I can't go on stage I look like a bikini girl so I don't I know, I know how that feels when you're looking around like, fuck, everyone's bigger than me. And then you see pictures, you're like, oh. Do you know what? Nat, Nat doesn't realise how big she is. She's, She's fucking massive, I know. <laughs> huge, huge. And she trains like an animal, like an animal. She is probably one of the hardest trainers I know. Like, she, she's very self-critical. She doesn't realise how good she is. But I definitely know that feeling of, I think it was when I went to Athletic for the British... I remember being backstage and thinking everyone was so grainy and so lean. And I was like, just looking at myself like, oh, my God, I'm going to look horrendous. I'm going to look that bad. I mean, I don't like my look of that year at all, really. I don't even think I kept many photos. But it's, I mean, it, it drives me to get bigger. But I, I didn't like my hair. That day was not no, no, I didn't look good. But I did not feel lean enough. And I can look at the pictures and know I was lean enough. I just definitely didn't have the mass for that class that year. I think it was the condition, which is why I was in it. Um, 
So I get what she means when you feel like you don't fit somewhere and you're like, what am I doing? But then with Nat, she came out on top. So she knows. She's 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 great. She's- <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, we're going to organise to meet up and train. Now you've got me scared. <laughs> when? I'll join. I'll Ho- sit in uh, Hope Yeah, hopefully soon. We'll make a group chat and we'll, we'll organise it. Oh, we definitely should. Yeah, uh, we're actually trying to arrange to see each other. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Whereabouts are you from? Oh, we're just, we're, I'll, I'll stop the, I'll, when I stop recording, we'll discuss this. <laughs> <laughs> just having a normal chat. <laughs> yeah. So All I'm right. from S. Ah, okay. So it's quite far okay. for you to get there. So what's your gym like? Decent, have you got a decent um, gym? Yeah, I've got sort of two local gyms. I hop between the two and they're both pretty great, not going to lie. Really good, actor, really good equipment. What gym is it? So I've got a gym uh, around here called Rex Gym, which is about 10 minutes away. And then 10 minutes the other way is Factory Gym. So they're both pretty good gyms, not going to lie. I think in Essex, there's actually quite a lot on our doorstep. I mean, we went to Rip Gym the other day. That's not that far. We went to Muscle Works in Orpington. My own takes about an hour. So we've got a lot of good gyms around here. Yeah, oh, I've got fuck all, honestly, like, just, honestly, fuck all, like, just a couple of, commer- like, all commercial gyms. Oh, no, nasty. Holy, oh, it's a fucking nightmare. The, I, the one I go to has got the best equipment, um, but there's no fucking parking. There's a multi-story, but I drive a van, so I can't get it in there. Oh, it's just a nightmare. I'm going to I always get excited to complain about Oh, I hate commercial gyms. I can't stand them. There's just no vibe in a commercial gym. No vibe. You know? No. And I like well, like thriving of other energy in a gym. You know, when a gym's packed and everyone's going for it, I'm like, yes. You know, yeah. it's empty. I'm not crap. Yeah. No, my gym's packed of people who don't put stuff back, who don't clean anything. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no bodybuilders in there. I think that's the problem. Because bodybuilders oh. are normally the ones that put shit back because they know. Yeah, how annoying it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you been back to the gym since they've been open? You must have done. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. We went to Rip Gym and then popped to Muscle Works. Haven't actually been to my local gym yet because we've been seeing people in like the other gyms. So that is where I'm going tomorrow. My body is beaten after yeah. two days. <laughs> I did legs on the first day they were open and after my podcast with Corinne she said about training's failure um so I did and I nearly fucking threw up I felt so sick training I trained legs and I was on the hack squat and I think every set I ended up in the hole and oh. I was literally standing there going <laughs> that feeling is just horrendous and when you get like the cold feeling down your neck do you know what I mean when you breathe and that's like the feeling right before you're going to be sick when it all gets really cold. I can't really explain it, but you know what I mean. Your mouth goes like, watery and you're like, huh? Oh, horrendous. Yeah, I did legs on the Monday uh, with my friend Carly, who's actually um, IFBB Pro in Women's Physique. Yes. So we did legs and I was like, this is ridiculous because she's got the biggest ass in the world. And I was like, you're going to kill me. Um, but that was really fun, but I am beaten. And yesterday I did some upper body and I'm beaten <laughs> again. <laughs> Are you training today? No, I'm resting today. I normally rest on a Wednesday and a Sunday, or on a Wednesday would normally now be like an abs and arms. So it completely depends on how I'm feeling. So I basically got 
days ready for if I have two rest days a week and training days ready for if I'm not having two rest days and just one rest day that week. So it's like additional stuff I could potentially train if my rest day is technically my, my abs and arms day. It's not really a rest. It's not really a rest day. <laughs> no, but sometimes like I know obviously recovery is really important, but I think when, when I'm eating enough, I do recover really quickly that I think I'm able to train six days at like a point um, in my diet, probably for about no more than two months and then going back to five days and then potentially going back to six days if I'm still in a good place. But um, I actually have some injuries at the moment, so I won't be doing six days, six days um, until I recover from those. But that's just from training at home and having crap equipment and then injuring yourself because the equipment's crap and you're like, oh, bollocks. But I'm much better now for the gym's opening. But um, yeah, normally I do recover quite well when it's just like a couple of niggles. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got those little niggles. Yeah, much. All right. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. Um, I have got a couple of questions, quick five questions for you. Oh, nice. Here we go. Would you rather have the best quads with no glutes or the best glutes with no quads? Oh, okay. Do I have to have my structure or could I pick someone else's? Your structure. Oh, because if I was really like slim boned, I would probably pick the big ass because that's what you want, you know, really slim, big bum. I'm broad. I'd have to pick the quads. Yeah, I'm quads. I'm not, I'm not bothered about a big bum. Quads. I, I like that, you know, like the CrossFit girls, they're just thick quad. And thick middle, I love that. Thick. See, I, I, I like the look of the really big, thick glutes, but I'm just thinking, ah, what's more important? And I think quads are what, definitely. Yeah, more fun to train. Yeah. Would you rather not be able to smell or not be able to taste? Um, taste. If you could but, do one, if you could do one thing for the planet, planet, what would you do? One thing for the planet. Oh, one. I have to pick one. One thing. Oh, Christ. Do you know what? Right now, it would be to wipe out coronavirus for goods. Right now, that is what I'd do for the whole planet. Gone. Zilch. Over. Yeah, we can see people. God. Just, yeah, frustrating. Just this whole, like, it'll probably be another year until everything's back to normal. At least. Crazy. At least. Yeah. Great. Goodbye, Corona. See you later. Would you rather have your sneezes sound like farts or your farts sound like sneezes? Farts sound like sneezes. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. (laughs) I'll be like, oh, thanks for that, mate. Yeah, Yeah, but sneezes sound wet. (laughs) Ah, well, they don't, you know, if you sneeze and you like hold your nostrils, then it doesn't. It's just a little ch. But then obviously if you don't, then it goes everywhere. Horrendous. Mm. So if the equivalent would be like squeezing your bum cheeks as you fart, wouldn't it? That'd be like holding it off. Yeah, that's true. Amazing. I think I fart more than more than I sneeze though. I would say. Oh yeah, definitely. 100%. I'm a fucking nightmare in the gym. I remember when I first started the gym, I was squatting and someone was um behind me spotting and I fired. And it was loud. 
Oh, no. To be fair, I know a couple of girls that have weed themselves, like squatting or deadlifting. So squatting <laughs> isn't that bad. I personally haven't been one of them, but they lift hard to do that. You know, that's, it's a lot of pressure. That's, so that, is, that. That, is some, that is some core strength, that is. You're pushing so yeah. hard. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say who especially because I won't embarrass her but she has a video of her doing a deadlift and no wee comes out and you can see it and it's brilliant it's that brilliant must, I screamed at it and I was that like, must have been great. like a full-blown wee to see it it was like a squirt of wee <laughs> <laughs> she will kill me I hope oh, she doesn't see this brilliant we'll don't go anywhere I'm going to stop recording and you can tell me <laughs> I hope yeah. everyone enjoys the this talk and the period talk this one yeah i love being on it was a laugh it was great right i'll speak to you soon speak to you later thanks for having me